0: What you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Well, hello, everybody. We're back. It's me, Elliot, joined by Keith. This is the Trashy Podcast, the show where we take uh, discarded gems and give them a second chance and prove... Once and for all that there are no uh, garbage movies, only garbage opinions.
0: Whoa,
1: you got it. I fucking did it. I think that's the first time in the history of the show. It is. I've never said it. I've never gotten it. I almost stumbled there for a second. But I made it. Yeah, made it seemed it all like maybe
0: you me. lost consciousness there. Like you oh, heard. yeah. I,
1: I, well, I've been doing this thing where I hold my breath um, for like minutes at a time to try and increase my lung capacity. But sometimes I I verge on uh, passing out, so you know. Well, in the the great words of
0: Two Chains, "You're the realest breathing if I hold my
1: breath." There you go. (laughs) Can't argue with that. Okay, so this is our special episode. That's not that special. Uh, What are we talking about today, Keith? Well,
0: I'm in a bad mood, so we're going to talk about something bad. It's mm. gonna piss people off. We're gonna mm. we're gonna talk about the phenomenon of remakes. It's a real Ooh. hot button issue amongst people who watch movies and people who like to complain and people who overthink stuff that's not really important, you know? Yeah. People with no priorities. Right. So and I used to be one of those people. You're not
1: anymore? I don't think so. Now do you mean specifically about remakes or just complaining about things? And not having priorities,
0: mostly just remakes. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) because I was gonna say, I was gonna say, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, mostly just
1: the remakes.
0: I'm not perfect. I put my giant shorts on one leg at a time, just like we all can't be two chains.
1: (laughs) Man, what a life! Do you ever watch that show? He that like YouTube show he does most
0: expensivest. Yes, yeah, it's a good show.
1: It's pretty entertaining. He's like,
0: "What's the most expensive?" You know, fucking. Shrimp cocktail in the world. I want six pieces of shrimp and I want them to cost
1: half a million dollars. and they do. I was watching one episode where he went and was like looking at custom engraved uh, hunting rifles whereas like the stocks have these elaborate wood carvings in them and whatnot. and they were they were astronomically expensive. and I can't remember how like a quarter of a million dollars per you know half a million dollars per rifle. and he was like with the guy who was showing them to him and he says, He's like, man, the stuff that white people spend their money on. And then the guy goes, oh, you'd be surprised who some of our clients are. And 2 change just looks at him and goes, no, I wouldn't.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's really funny. Th- like his yeah, he's awesome. His timing and stuff, Like he's the man. Never got too much into his music that much, but um, I really like him. His music is also pretty funny. It is funny. It's just like, you know, I'm just like, I, I got it. Like, I'm, I've, I moved on. We're he, not here to talk a, about... Hold
0: on, real quick. He's got okay. a really great line in one of his songs where he says, uh, I got plaques on my walls, you got gingivitis. That's pretty good. That yes. is good.
1: <laughs> That's just scratching the surface. Hell yeah. All right, let's get into it. Keith, remakes, what are they? Where do they come from? Who's making them?
0: A remake is a film usually of the same name and same... Uh, concept or plot refilmed and reshot possibly rewritten with a, a new crew and a new team and a new presentation
1: well there you go i mean that seems a lot is, more... is that
0: what a remake is to you
1: yeah pretty much yeah it's, it's basically it's when you yeah if you know That's... the
0: definition of the word like i, I don't know I, how i would explain it to like a 40 year old you know
1: i don't know i'd if be you like were there's gonna... that movie but then they yeah. made this movie and it's the same movie again I didn't know if you were gonna drop some sort of like hidden knowledge about remakes, some deep, you know, philosophical portion of it that goes out into like the outer reaches of that universe, but it was just the basic one, which works for works for me. No, I think remakes
0: okay. are really it's either uh there's an opportunity for money to be made or there's an opportunity for a really interesting idea. Yeah. And that's about those are the kind of the two pathways.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how, do you have an overall opinion of remakes? Do you, are you in favor? Does favor? Don't really care. So, favor sometimes, against sometimes.
0: I think it's fine. I think sometimes they really work, and sometimes they
1: don't, and it's a yeah. big
0: waste of time. But yeah. uh, you can, never can tell That's which true. which way it's gonna go. Uh, they weren't on my radar for a long time, though. Like, you know, growing up and stuff, I never even paid attention to whether or not something was a remake or not, or right. And I guess they were maybe less prevalent or if they did occur, they were a lot less, it was much less of a big deal. And they were remaking like really old movies, right? A lot of black and white movies would get remade into sort of a modern style movie. So that was, uh, I guess that was more
1: tolerable than what we see now. Yeah, there was a lot of like in the 90s, a lot of... uh old like B film noirs and stuff like that mall just kind of mall rat That's yeah a big, the big
0: remake of a film from the 20s
1: yeah classic remake <laughs> um no but I mean like have you ever seen like the new movie narrow margin with Gene Hackman no oh uh, it's a lot of fun like it's like he's a uh, district attorney with a witness on a train and there's like assassins trying to kill the witness it's good it's good but it's a remake of like of, of an old uh you know, film noir that I don't think probably had a built in audience in the nineties, which is usually why we think about like cash grab remakes. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that where it's like what was what was the intent or purpose behind this particular trend of remakes? And it was and it was a trend. So it couldn't just be like an individual filmmaker being like, I really love this movie and I want to remake it. It was just like this was a thing that was happening. That's always interesting
0: to me when they they'll do a remake and then they'll change the name they're like oh this is a we took the basic concept of this but then we kind of tweaked it and made it our own thing and we gave it a new name and changed the characters and stuff but it's still yeah. like the real
1: sort of cinephiles know they're like oh mm-hmm. that's that movie that is a little bizarre i mean i guess unless also you're doing a remake because you're like oh this was a really good idea for a movie that didn't quite hit the mark let's remake it but it's it's going to be different enough that you might as well give it a na- name and we want to like distance itself you know a little bit from it, but it would just be like kind of like disrespectful if you just completely just remade it without any credit whatsoever. You know? Um, can you remember the first remake that you were aware of that you saw? No. Like you were watching, like oh, I'm watching a remake. I have no recollection. Because if I Your look Honor. back, if I look <laughs> if I look back, to me, I'm like I was watching things like The Thing and The Fly, but I didn't know those were remakes right away. Yeah, definitely. Like I,
0: the Blob, and all that stuff when I was a kid. But I, yeah, like I said, I that was not part of my radar back then. I didn't have that knowledge. You know, I had encyclopedias at the house, but you couldn't look up movies in those. Right? They they were about actual academic ideas and
1: concepts, and not stupid pop culture bullshit. You know, although when I watched those movies, you know, specifically The Thing and The Fly, when I watched them, I was probably didn't realize that they were remakes, but I saw the originals shortly thereafter. So that might be my first kind of conscious awareness of remakes. But um, did you did you pick up on it or because like the fly is a great example of like
0: oh there's this movie called the fly where a guy has the head of a fly, but then there's also this teleportation movie with Jeff Goldblum well, also the, called the fly, but like. Maybe it's just a coincidence. <laughs> the first one has the teleportation uh, bit to it as well. Sure, so. but not really like like the no the famous visuals from it is just the guy right. with the fly head running yeah, around absolutely. in a fucking lab coat. You know,
1: I remember that I was aware that this was the original. Why that would, might be the case, I'm not sure. I saw the fly in the thing when I was really little, between like six and I would say probably under seven years old. And then I like yeah, and then I saw the the original shortly thereafter. I do remember kind of specifically watching the original like thing from another world with my dad and him telling me it was a remake of it, and me being very confused because the monster is so wildly different that I was like, yeah. "How is this a remake?" You know, and now today I can I can see it, but it's still like kind of crazy, you know. It's still kind
0: of indistinguishable. Like you really have to run a magnifying glass over that one to f- see the connection.
1: Arctic research, finding the spaceship under the ice. No, that the could alien. be any movie. That could be any movie, but I mean That's like.
0: literally the plot, the setup for Casablanca.
1: Well, yeah, but The, the Thing was also a remake of Casablanca. <laughs> it was a, tri, it was trice remade, you know. It started with that. And you had The Thing from Another World, then you had The Thing. And then you had that other movie called The Thing. Yeah. That was the same
0: movie. Cary Grant was like, frankly, The Thing, I don't give a damn.
1: That is like eight different movies all together. Yeah, but, it's
0: crazy. They all just sort yeah, of blend together. blend together. What was your entry point, like your your first awareness of actual remakes?
1: Like, oh, this... I mean, yeah, it would just have to be something in the, like th- that era in the 90s where there was just like a bunch of like old film noir remakes and stuff like that, like uh, Kiss of Death, because I also watched a bunch of those film noir movies when I was growing up. Oh,
0: right. You're the guy who knows everything, so like when... No, I... When like I Jade just, came out, you're like, "Oh, I remember this one from the '40s." You're thinking of the Kiss of, kiss of Death. It's 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 a common mistake they both have. David Caruso. No, I'm thinking of Snake Eyes.
1: Snake Eyes which is yeah. also
0: a remake.
1: It is. See, I did not yes. know that.
0: Of what? Of uh, I don't know the GI Joe
1: movie. Of the GI the GI <laughs> G. Joe. It's a remake Starting of a Nicolas movie that came Cage. out after
0: it. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Oh, so you were you were hip to remakes before everybody. You were just like...
1: Well, I, would, I wouldn't say I was
0: hip to them. You were you hip know. to them, wearing I was like just, a denim vest with the sleeves cut off, just being like, yeah, and making your list of remakes. This, um, Snake Eyes is not a remake. No, it's not. Son of a bitch. Feels like it, though. It does, kind of. It feels like it could be, like, transplanted. Yeah, it's like a hodgepodge of, like, all those types of movies.
1: Yeah, I watched, like, AMC a lot when I was a little kid, uh back when they actually showed, like, actual old movies instead of, movies that came out, like, four years ago. And so I would, like, when they would be, like, I'd see a... I'd watch, yeah, like, Kiss of Death, and then I'd see a trailer for Kiss of Death with Nicolas Cage and David Caruso, and I'd be like, oh, that's the same movie type of thing. It must be a remake. So, yeah, that's probably how I kind of... Beyond just, like, a couple, like, independent examples, like The Fly, that's probably how I kind of came aware of it as it being like an actual trend and thing.
0: How about you? Well, I definitely was uh I think maybe I found out about scarface at some point in the 90s or something like that like watching entertainment tonight. I probably mm-hmm. saw like one or two movies that were like this is a remake of something from the blah 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 blah. But other than that, it was the big like flashpoint was the like 2000s uh horror remake bonanza. Like Dawn of the Mm. Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Hills Have Eyes, all that stuff. Because it was like, oh, they're remaking these classics. Specifically Dawn of the Dead, which was a big fucking deal. Texas Chainsaw was too, but more so Dawn of the Dead was like, everyone raged about it. And then it turned out to be pretty fucking good. (laughs) Right, yeah.
1: Everyone shut their mouths. And that was the one that also kind of kicked off the... kicked it off that whole thing and then also like it was the only good one pretty much
0: yeah you know at the time i thought that texas chainsaw was pretty good because the theater experience was unbelievable yeah and for a long time i really enjoyed it i watched it again recently uh just to kind of like get into a summer mood and uh man it's uh looking a little the the odd thing is like you know text the original texas chainsaw came out like almost 40 years ago That remake is looking a little dated. It's almost like catching up to the actual
1: era it's supposed to portray. (laughs) I mean, I feel like if I recall, I only saw that one once. I if I recall, it had like some, some a couple decent visuals and a couple good like bits, but was a pretty bad movie.
0: Yeah, there's some great gags and moments, but yeah, overall not a great movie. And also, it uh, the director Marcus Nispel he uses a lot of music video techniques. Yeah, and so like at first it was cool and stylish, but like over time, like you, you can't not be aware of them. Like some of the the, the camera dollies and then like the weird, like cuts and the way some of the scenes are lit. It's just like such a gimmick,
1: not just in horror movies, but that era of film, there's just so much like overly stylized visuals and yeah. yeah. It just takes you out of the movie because you're like, Oh,
0: filmmaking.
1: Right. Like they all seem like, honestly like so many movies from that era seems like if you're in an audio video class and they want you to make something like make a video that showcases all the techniques you've learned in this course and you have to and you have to include every single one of them yeah yeah they
0: became infatuated with the techniques sort of like people who get obsessed with like lo-fi cable access and overuse of green screen and I mean, I feel like a
1: lot... T- are you talking about things like Tim and Eric and whatnot, or me, or like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, Elliot Be- Greenscreen. <laughs> because that is for that is for a comedic effect, you know? <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah. I am going to call you Elliot Greenscreen from now on. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'll add it to your long list of insane nicknames.
1: Okay, guilty as charged that's also the era that brought out a lot of rage about remakes in general that's kind of Yeah,
0: it's like you can't you can't do this it's all yeah. holy grail like this is untouchable like you can never blah 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 but over time that proved to be a an idiotic theory and yes a lot of remakes right.
1: are just like cash grabs and right. turn out like crap but uh, Because part of that like a lot of the remakes you had were like prestige remakes you know people like Martin Scorsese was making Cape Fear and Oh yeah uh, that's a good one you know, and uh, uh, Steven Spielberg is making like Always, which is a remake. And like, not like that was a kind of like a panned movie, but it was like a prestigious director make- making a big movie that was supposed to be a big hit type of thing. And then, and then you kind of get, you kind of get into this, uh, like, yeah, the early 2000s, like just turn and burn horror remakes and, and action movie remakes. But you know what? I'm cool with remakes. Yeah, some of them totally suck. Some of them are obviously just cash grabs, like we said earlier. There's a lot of really good ones that, like we said, I've either taken an idea and like being like, Oh, this this movie gave me an idea to do something like way different, but it's still close enough and it's and it's nucleus like I can't just call it my own movie, so it's, it's I have to pay respect to where it came from. Or taken movies that were ha- possibly like good ideas but poorly executed and turning them into something better, you know? I keep doing this thing where I only like comprehend the last
0: half of the thing you say. Like the first half, I'm like, huh? <laughs> is it
1: because I'm not being clear, or you're just know, not paying attention? I think there's
0: something wrong with my brain.
1: Well, fair enough. I mean, it is. This is earlier than we know. I know we record. have to stop recording early. It, it,
0: it was like a clear, like night and day difference between recording later, like in the midday, yeah. <laughs> and also some of the episodes we did in the, like the afternoons previously. The holy yeah. shit, man! <laughs> I don't know what you're. Compl- this.
1: I don't know what you're complaining about. You're not the one who works nights. We're know? not so morning it's... radio guys. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any favorite remakes or movies you think could benefit from a remake? Like, wh- like how? Yeah, do you why we're
0: back- here is we're not just here to talk about remakes and the yeah. phenomenon. We're here to tell you about movies that deserve a remake, movies that should be remade. Yeah, let's fucking it, ruin doing some a list. childhoods.
1: Let's ruin them. But before that, do you have like any ones like that like stand out that are like, oh, this is a beloved remake for me or uh, uh, Evil something Dead? Like
0: that? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Evil Dead is fucking unbelievable. Like, there's a couple of, like, dumb stuff, dumb, thing, like, aspects to it, but for the most part, it's a really great remake. It delivers on all the goods. It ups the ante. It's super fucking memorable, and uh, yeah. it's a good time at the movies. Holy shit. I think a lot of the horror movies uh, remakes are... It, it's kind of easy to tackle that because it's like, oh, we'll, we'll just get a bigger budget, and we'll have... Uh, new actors and uh, we'll just, we'll give you the thing that you like, but, like, with a completely new, you know, skin on it. And, uh, like, The Hills Have Eyes is another pretty good one. I haven't watched that recently. I'm probably going to check uh, it out again, but I remember really liking it for a very long time.
1: I think, you know, that thing you said about, like, oh, I revisited it and it's looking dated? I think you might have that experience.
0: Yeah, probably. It's just, like, Uh, that's just the 2000s, you know,
1: that was just kind of
0: that time period so yeah
1: i mean also yeah but evil Dead's does a great example because like one i mean you have evil dead the original and then you have evil dead 2 which is essentially a remake of evil dead 1 just with comedy and i would say it's not as the 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 one from a few years ago is not as good as evil dead 2 but it's better than the original evil dead you know yeah Uh, and just in terms of delivering like this the thrills oh and the gags and just Mm -hmm. oh man there's some great bits from it yeah i really enjoyed it yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I got some that I really like. I mean, obviously there's the stuff I already mentioned that like everyone agrees is fantastic remakes like The Fly and the thing. I don't need to we don't need to talk about those. But uh you know, like Willard, that's a great remake. Ah. If if just for uh Crispin Glover's performance, you yeah. know. Yeah, and that's uh, like
0: such a big a big one, right? Is p- sort of placing a a fresh actor or giving someone a unique opportunity to like run with a role like that can really make a remake pop
1: off. I mean, and like I wouldn't call Willard like some sort of masterpiece or anything, but it's a lot better than the original Willard. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's a lot. It was like, it's like a very fun B movie with a really good performance from Crispin Glover. That one, that one's a fun cat people, you know, from the, from the eighties is really cool. Uh, the the 1970s Invasion of the Body Snatchers is fun The Blob from the 80s is I mean in terms of like I, that's one of those movies I think is starting to get some more recognition but in terms of just like stepping up an original idea like holy cow that movie it's miles ahead of the original oh yeah the Blob's incredible and then you get into like weird territory where it's like these. The, I think this is becoming more common now where it's a sequel but it's also more of a remake you know and
0: that's why, like, I was I was thinking about that while doing a little bit of research, and I was like, "Oh, do these these reboots and sort of sort of semi sequels like, did these count?"
1: And I I well, landed on no. It's weird because, like, you take a movie like, okay, like Force Awakens, Star Wars. That one's like, you know, everyone's pointed out that that's pretty much just a New Hope, but it's in the same like continuity and timeline of all those movies and all those events happened and there's overlapping characters yeah the story has advanced but then you have something like the new candyman which is kind of like a remake but also very much a sequel and it's a, have you have you seen the new candyman? I haven't
0: but I already kind oh. of I, I, I know that there are there is like a tie-in to the original
1: so like I mean it's it's I would say it's like even more than just a tie-in because without that tie-in yeah maybe it would just be a remake and not a sequel. But with a tie-in, I mean, it's 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 so, it's an excellent movie, and it makes the original Candyman better. Wow! I mean, the way it all ties in and connects it, it makes it feel like a much more cohesive piece of work. Interesting. Uh, you really got to check that one out. I'm so yeah, cool that on. was one I was I was thinking about. I was like, does this count or not? And ultimately, I landed on it not counting because of the fact that it actually like h- how it integrates itself into the series and, and like enhances the series, not yeah. just is in an addition to it.
0: Yeah, I had an opportunity to watch that, and then I didn't, and I was kicking myself.
1: But you know, you can still watch it. It's not. It hasn't gone anywhere. I know.
0: Well, it was. I think it was available on some kind of premium streaming channel or some shit like that. Oh, gotcha. And then when I got home, it wasn't available to me. It was on like showtime it was like for, or something. It was like, like
1: a two-hour window, or I was just like for you was available when you when you left for work and was gone when you got back
0: no i was on an island for a weekend and
1: they uh, had all the
0: premium channels and then i go. got back to my non-island home without the premium channels i got there you. are levels to this shit man the, the wealthy elite can afford to watch candy man and i cannot <laughs> are you calling me the wealthy elite yeah well, also, I don't have an Amazon account, so I don't... That's have... true. All right. So what do you What do you got? What do you think should be remade? Oh, do
1: well, I got movies Hit that should be remade? Hit us with some
0: fucking hot, hot takes and some spicy picks.
1: Okay, now I made a little list. You know, I may not talk about all of them, but I will say most of the... Most, if not all, of these movies are movies that I enjoy and that I like, but they could use a remake. You know, like, I don't know, Anaconda. Anaconda is a lot of fun. It's stupid... It's got, it, it, it works at times the way it wants to work. And sometimes it works against itself and is fun in spite of it. But we can have a much better movie with that same premise. We don't have a lot of really good animal attack movies. And that's kind of a shame because when they're good, they're really good. It's true. And I'd like to see, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see a big snake terrorizing people on a boat, you know, in the river. I think the only challenge
0: with that remake is trying to get a fucking absolute banger of a cast again like that. John Voight, Ice Cube, and Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson.
1: At that time, most of those people weren't really stars. I mean, Ice Cube was famous, but not really an established actor yet. Jennifer Lopez was just coming up. No one knew who Owen Wilson was. Yeah. Uh, And you know why? John Voight did that movie. It's probably something crazy. So I saw. I remember when it came out. I saw him on an interview, and he like he was on the interview while he was filming the movie, and he had still had the like the scar makeup that he wears in the movie in the interview. He's like he just didn't take it off because he had to go back. He had to get on an airplane and go back to filming it. You know, so he still had that on it. It, Like it wasn't painted up, but you could see it on his face. And he was talking about how he had been offered two movies at the same time and one was like some sort of prestigious drama and the other one was anaconda his mom was like super old and still alive at the time and he would take her to with with him when he went filming and she wanted to go to the amazon because she'd never been there and that's why he did anaconda so yeah Hell that's amazing. why he chose yeah that's why he he was in that one
0: what else you got
1: what else well, what do you got
0: uh, well, I just have a couple a couple of little things here uh and they're nothing too crazy. I'm gonna just run through these honestly. I think the Burbs could use a remake I you think, think so Well, I think that movie is great as it is. however, I think as far as like a time and a place, I think you could update it for a modern audience and like a modern uh suburban landscape you know
1: yeah, particularly since now you got all these like social media and neighborhood watch, you know, Facebook pages where exactly. it's like...
0: Our lifestyles have changed uh, dramatically. So I think integrating stuff like, like the Next Door app and like uh, cell phones and TikTok and all right. this fucking bullshit could be pretty pretty entertaining. It would, well, again, it would age pretty quickly, but yeah.
1: it could just be fun. In some ways, it would almost be a, like a slight reverse of the way the Burb setup is, is where it's like, you know, in that era, you had movies like that or just reality where it's like, there would be you'd have a few nosy neighbors and everyone else would be kind of minding their own business. Yeah. And now it's the reverse where everybody is kind of like trying to see what's going on to the the, the absolute minutest detail with the people around them and being suspicious of all their neighbors and then, then there's a couple other a few people who are just kind of like, "Hey, I'm just going to keep my head down and not try and get involved in anything." You
0: could shoot the entire movie on a ring camera.
1: Yeah. And it's also like a weird era now where it's like people definitely know their neighbors personally like you know have if, if have met them in person a lot less than in that era but they they have seemed to have this like bizarre idea of what's going on in their neighborhood where they think they know more about that now but yeah the whole thing on a ring camera that'd be sounds exhilarating keith yeah, can't wait for that let, one yeah let's do something kooky with it uh i also think deep rising you know i've never seen that one and everyone talks about how great it is
0: it's a very entertaining movie. Yeah. It the effects are hopelessly dated. Yeah. And so, it with literally just updating the effects would uh turn that into a pretty much an instant classic.
1: Would so, you bring back Treat Treat Williams as the monster?
0: I actually would bring back. I think Treat Williams is kind of a nothing happening fucking try hard, you know, remnant of Uh, a a bygone era when like the good-looking leading man was like a thing and uh but i think he he works in this movie somehow yeah it's uh it's kind of funny
1: I think he was just a dude who kind of got miscast a lot,
0: you know? Well, he was also like a traditional like theater actor and like yeah. he was on soaps and stuff like that. So it's, it's just yeah. a weird, he's had a wild career. He's kind of an interesting yeah. guy. Uh, and then yeah. I think every Pauly Shore movie pretty much. So, get out of here. Son-in-Law, Encino Man, and Biodome, all of those are tremendous concepts that you could insert some fresh talent into and just fucking run those into the end zone. Thank so you very much
1: for certain, or just actual talent. Period. Not just fresh talent, because, I mean, what's the main thing holding back every Paulie Shore movie? The writing. The writing and Paulie Shore.
0: <laughs> I, I think mean, that were- he was a product of a time and a place. He's a, he's a flashpoint in a in a very special era. And I don't lots think he deserves are, your slings and arrows.
1: Lots of things are product of a time and place. That doesn't mean they're good. Yeah. There's lots of bad products, and that's one of them. Okay. There's lots of bad products. You name me one movie where he brought something positive to it. And you can't say the Goofy movie because that doesn't count because it's, it's he it's that he's just a voice actor. No, it's
0: 100%. Encino Man, his iconic speech to Dave in the climax of Encino Man where he taught us all the meaning of respect and friendship. Okay. Call him back. He's done, man. I'm serious. Call him back. You know, that's harsh. He's not my responsibility. You're the one who wheezed off his gig the whole time because you thought maybe he'd get you somewhere. And now the guy gets a little crusty and you're just going to bag him. It's not happening, Dave. I'm sorry. That's not how it works with friends, man. You don't bag your friends just because they get in your way no matter what, dude. Like you care? The only thing you have ever cared about in your life is nugs, chillin', and grindage. Yeah, well, I happen to care right now. That's convenient. You came along for the ride, and you let me do the dirty work because you thought it might work out to your advantage. Those are desperate words of a loser. Maybe Matt Wilson was right about you all along. So I've got one last pick that's kind of like my, my bomb to drop.
1: So, like, what else do you have? Okay, so I got a couple. I'd like to see a remake of The Most Dangerous Game, which has pretty much been remade. Yeah. Well, here's my th- well, hear me out, okay? So like the original Most Dangerous Game movie from the 30s about a sh- people get who get shipwrecked on this weird island that has a big castle and some eccentric rich guy who lives there who then starts hunting them for sport. The main person he hunts is a big game hunter himself. Uh, and, you know, through the course of the movie, the geek, big game hunter learns that, decides that he will never hunt again because he used to have this kind of bizarre notion of, oh, there's respect between me and the animals. And and then he realizes that the animals just are trying to survive and they don't respect him at all. You know, that's the, the basic premise of the movie. It's been remade a lot. Like a hard target is obviously the same concept, surviving the game. Battle Royale to some extent is, you know, that taking the idea, but it's more so just in the concept of like humans hunting other humans in a, in a setup type scenario. I like the original setting of the, of the, of the most dangerous game. This like weird Island with this kooky guy in a, in a castle with heads full of jars and all that. And I'd like to see that same setting, same characters supplanted into a movie that had better action and more advanced special effects. You know, just... You could take, you could take, you know, a slightly better dialogue. You know, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to, to see that exact thing just amped up. You know, to to modern standards of action. Well, it's hard to argue with that. Okay, and then I have one I think that you might find controversial, Keith. I'm gonna say Jean Claude Van Damme's directorial opus, The Quest. Hear me out. I love this movie. It's a lot of fun. It's weird that you thought I would get like give you some kind of backlash. Oh, I thought you were like I, I thought you were like really like Hold this movie is, like, kind of sacred to your heart. It's already a remake of, like, Bloodsport, basically. True.
0: And then it's also, like, super similar in concept to, like, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or Enter the Dragon. In the sense that There's it something is, like... There's nothing holy and sacred about it.
1: I just like in the, the, the s- part
0: where he's an old man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that part is fantastic. And at the end, where he just closes the book on his... You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't have no, I mean,
0: him as, the, the, like, the, the street clown also?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: that's
1: good well, stuff. that's the thing about that. So, yes, you're absolutely right in the sense that, like, you know, there's this big tournament of, of fighters. And in that sense, it is similar to Bloodsport and Enter the Dragon. and But it also kind of sets itself up as this big, like, globetrotting epic. For as amateurishly this movie is made at times, it does hit a lot of the proper story beats. And you can watch... Pretty much any one of these scenes, and be like, I could see how this scene could be truly epic. You know, each set piece, each segment in and of itself, while kind of executed the way a th- like a thirteen-year-old kid would execute them, has the nucleus of something much better in it. You know, and it is a good movie. It's, it's tons of fun when it's goofy and dumb that kind of adds to it in a certain way. Like when the fucking Zeppelin just shows up out of the blue, Roger Moore would just be like, I got a Zeppelin and I'm going to steal a statue. Where did this Zeppelin come from? I mean, that's stupid, but it's fun. But I also think you could take this exact same premise. You could probably take the beats, exact same beats and 95% of the same scenes and make a better movie with it.
0: Yeah, can you imagine like Ridley Scott's Jean Claude Van Damme's *The Quest*. Oh yeah, unbelievable! Just like a, yeah. a sprawling epic across the centuries of uh, you know master martial artists all converging on this location and for a secret tournament. Truly, Hell yeah! Truly breathtaking.
1: One hundred percent. Sorry, Russell
0: Crowe as yes the French. As Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> now, did you have like an ultimate
1: pick? Um, not really. I. Uh... I had, you know, I had some ones where it's like they're mostly just kind of like this. like kind of like most of them are like B movies that I enjoy, that I would think would be would be better, or more like concepts that I want that I've seen in movies in the past that I was like, man, why don't we have more of that? Like uh, this movie Valley of the Guanji, which is a late '60s cowboys and dinosaurs movie. Oh, and it's not great. Uh, it's got some, some Ray Harryhausen effects. It's about like these. Guys who uh, capture a dinosaur, like find out this hidden valley in Mexico and capture a dinosaur to put it in a Wild West show, which is not the coolest idea in the world. But one, I mean, like dinosaurs are fucking awesome, and there are so few actually good dinosaur movies. That one, I'd just like to see more dinosaur movies that are good. And it seems kind of, that kind of the concept of like an old an old Western where they stumble upon a hidden land. With dinosaurs seem ripe with possibilities, you know? And the fact that we haven't gotten a better version of that, or even just like, we don't get too many good like Western movies that deal with fantasy or the supernatural yeah. at all, which is kind of mind boggling to me because it seems like it's just completely set up for that to happen. Like for those genres to mix. And normally we stuff so we get is just like complete bottom of the barrel, like direct to video, you know, uh, vampire, cowboy type, you know, movies. Yeah, which is
0: an easy... That's such an easy, like, low-hanging
1: fruit one. I think they right. rolled
0: the dice on cowboys and aliens, and then once yeah. they fucking screwed the pooch, everyone was like, mm, I guess we're not doing this.
1: I mean, which was a cool idea, but just p- very poorly executed. No,
0: in a much better comic than it was... I like never read the movie. comic. Uh, I, I think you're right on the money about dinosaurs, so I think Carnosaur would be a great remake like oh, yeah. genetically engineering dinosaurs in the modern world by a sinister corporation and women giving birth to dinosaur eggs and dinosaurs fighting uh, construction equipment. That sounds fucking awesome. Like, let's do I'll that. I'll take that. Hell yeah. With some modern shit and a decent budget. hmm Well, my ultimate pick is going to send you through the fucking roof, probably. Okay. And if it doesn't, I'll actually be disappointed. I think that the original mad max could use a fucking touch up
1: the the, like the very first one
0: yeah oh 100 because when when people think of mad max they're not thinking of the original mad max they're thinking of mad max 2 the road warrior right right like and that really was like it was an escalation of all the the cool stuff from the first mad max uh uh, with a bigger budget and more resources and, and all that stuff. And the the first Mad Max is just sort of the baby-faced Mel Gibson cop running around the desert, like, fighting gang members. It doesn't really have much of an apocalyptic feel. No. it's It sort of shows all of the holes in George Miller's game. Like, they weren't very adept at filmmaking. They just sort of had a lot of crazy ideas and a lot of energy.
1: And zero money. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. It was it was so low budget that I think that you could take what was there and you don't have to turn it into the Road Warrior, but I think you could remake it and, uh, and definitely do a lot more with it.
1: When I saw that movie as I was a kid and I think I probably saw that one honestly before The Road Warrior, which I think is the reverse for most people. But there are seen there were scenes in that movie from the moment I watched that were like burnt into my brain but the movie itself was pretty oh just okay yeah. you know i just on it uh, on a fundamental technical
0: level like it's just kind of yeah it.
1: like the first opening like chase i think it was like i've never seen that like the part where like mad max jumps out of the car with this takes off his sunglasses that that imagery was really stuck out to me as a little kid and then specifically just the ending where he chains up he handcuffs that guy to a bomb and like throws him a rusty hacksaw, and it's like, well, you can cut through your foot in this amount of time, or the, or the, yeah, the handcuffs in this amount of time, and this is how much time the bomb has got, you know. Uh, and he just drives away, and you just see an explosion. Like that right there was like is ingrained into my brain. It's such a uh, great, yeah, it's a great story of revenge and
0: tragedy and um, and you know loss and all this stuff. Nicholas Winding Refn. Of, give it to me. Of Drive Fame let's fucking go. He would be so... Per- Can you imagine, like, all those cool stylized scenes Oh yeah, car and stuff? Like, he already showed, like, he could handle something and, like, just stylize the hell out of it. Like, oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm in for that.
1: But, yeah, see, these are the, the types of movies that make the best remakes, generally. It's just the stuff where, oh, man, you had something, but, like, missed the mark or, or stuff where there's, like, a, a cool like, kind of, like, atmosphere around the movie more so than, like, what the movie is in and of itself. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it has, like, an aura and a vibe to it when you think about it or you look at certain scenes and moments. Right. But, yeah, when you sit down and watch the whole thing, it's like, oh, this isn't really what, like the collective perception of it actually is.
1: Yeah, like think about like the old like universal like monster movies like Creature of the Black Lagoon, Wolfman and stuff. You have an idea of what those movies are like, you know, just when you think about them and the imagery you get. When you actually watch those movies, they're completely different, you know. And you're thinking more about just like the way the movie posters looked and the Halloween costumes and just like that atmosphere. So you when you take those original ideas and and like imbue them with that kind of collective atmosphere that developed over time, you can make something that is more in the spirit of what you actually remember something being, even though that's not what it actually is, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And a lot of the, the, the people that sort of hail those as like life-changing and classics they were small children watching those right. movies for the first time in a time when movies like that weren't the norm. And so it was right. it was like a whole different experience than from like what we see.
1: Well, if you want to talk about stuff like that in like formative movies, when I was a little kid, I saw this movie, uh, Clint Eastwood movie called Hang 'Em High, which he made like just either just before the like Fistful of Dollars movies or just after. It was still before he was a huge American star it's about this guy who gets like a, like a posse of of people like mistake him for the wrong person and just hang him for a crime he didn't commit. And then he survives the hanging. he goes back and like hunts down all those people. And they all, all, the only reason why they recognize him is because of the, the new scar around his neck. This movie blew my mind as a kid and I've rewatched it and it is not very good. It's pretty boring. And actually the revenge portion of it is like the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. And then the rest of it is just a bunch of nonsense, uh, but yeah, the, that 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 just inherent concept of this guy being hanged and coming back from the dead essentially to exact revenge, and the way they all recognized him, I thought it was just crazy. Uh, but it's not a very good movie.
0: No, you're but literally remembering like two minutes of the movie. But right. The, those two minutes were so captivating that they yeah like, scarred your brain.
1: But so give me so now now give me that movie again. Just make those two minutes the entire movie.
0: And have it directed by Catherine Bigelow. I'm into that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think she could do it. Yeah, she's definitely got the chops. That's Speaking always of... a fun like thing to do, is to like, oh, uh, if we had if we had our our picks, like
1: who would we get to direct these to remake them? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Catherine Bigelow, uh, so she made obviously Point Break. Did you ever see the Point Break? remake? No. Neither did I. I know people would mostly say it's pretty bad, but I have seen the squirrel suit scene, where they're, like, zipping around on squirrel suits to, yeah. like, some canyon, and that scene in itself is fucking incredible. Yeah. I think uh, that's
0: that's possible. You can have a terrible movie with, like, an amazing stunt or wild sequence. I wonder if they sort of just hinged everything on that.
1: That makes me kind of curious, though, at the same time, because it's like, is was is this movie better than it gets credit for? And is it just, uh, you know, the kind of like it came out at a time when there was a lot of naysaying about remakes period. Like there was this remake fatigue and people were just like, Oh, another remake. And maybe this movie was actually pretty cool. You know, because like I said, that scene's insane. And that makes, it makes me want to watch the movie now.
0: I don't think so in that case, because the, the, from the trailer, the, all the actors were pretty much duds. And I agree. Break is so good. Yeah. It's so, like, we laugh at a lot of the stuff in it, but overall, it's really good. Like, way better than it had any right to be. Sort of this gimmick action movie. It yeah. is so well executed.
1: Oh, I agree, yeah.
0: That, like, it even, like, it carries along any poor performances or shortcomings, but it is so well directed. It's, it's a great concept. It's Patrick Swayze's fucking unbelievable, like good
1: if you yeah just talking about movies that just straight up deliver the goods like that's right up the top i've seen that movie countless times and it never gets old no it's entertaining as hell well you got any other like things you want to you say like maybe this or maybe that or is that pretty much taps you out
0: no nicholas winding Reffin directing uh mad max remake was it that was my big fucking <laughs> finale
1: I would love to see that movie. Oh, I, was st-
0: I watched Drive again like not too long ago. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, man, this movie is so." Even that stupid scorpion jacket was not enough to drag that movie down. It's I so mean, good. but it
1: works in the context of the movie. It's ridiculous yeah. when
0: he shows up wearing that fucking uh, old man mask. It makes makes me laugh every time, but it's also like genuinely like unnerving. And, oh yeah, it's like, creepy. It Has such a mood to it. Yeah,
1: I remember great. also. Like, do you remember like that? In the trailer, and you're just like, when you see that him in the with the mask in the trailer, and you're just like, what is this movie?
0: Yeah, I didn't get it, you know. And then as soon as you find out he's a stunt driver and like
1: the way they use it, it's like, oh, okay, this makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I would love to see that. Uh, Ma- Nicholas Bundy Ruffin, Mad Max, he is kind of like all over the place as a director, and sometimes he he takes a swing and r- misses. Oh sure, yeah. Only God
0: Forgives was a movie that I was really excited to see, and then when I saw it, I was like, "Whoa!" There's somebody forgot to like reel him back in on this one, right? Yeah, it's still Uh, like visually and like as a mood. Oh, it's got great music. Mood, holy shit! Yeah,
1: it's got some cool scenes in it for sure, and the music's great. Uh, But yeah, as a movie, I was just like, I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, uh, when when I saw that one. And it's yeah some like some some of the stuff too like pre drive like this movie Fear X with John Turturro and James Remar, is kind of the same thing like oh there's some cool stuff going on but like it's just not good yeah you know Uh, but that being said whatever I don't care give me more
0: yeah and uh, you know what keep the remakes coming we'll we'll enjoy the good ones and we'll forget about the bad ones and we'll keep adding the uh, year onto the names of the movies when we
1: write them down and uh, it's all gonna be fine maybe we'll come back with something with another episode where we sp- focus on one specific underrated remake and pick it apart piece by piece. Yeah, piece by piece. All right, well, I guess that wraps it up for this episode of The Trash Heap. Yeah, we got to get out of here,
0: but look forward in 2023 to the relaunch of this podcast as The Compost Bin. And until Ooh. next time, The Dumpster is closed. Weasel, weasel, and weasel, 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 and weasel, and weasel, ow! Weasel, 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 wait, wait, stop, stop,
1: stop. Dude, duck pay for him? Show's over. Everybody go back to doing what you were doing.